Marple stood in the entryway with Holmes and Poe, while a minion hurried to fetch the master. She watched as Holmes began to examine an elaborately sculpted statuette in a small recess. He pulled a tiny magnifying glass from his pocket. Marple rolled her eyes. Really, Brendan, where's your deer stalker cap? Chinese bronze, Buddha Virokana. At least, that's what they tell me. A brash, booming voice. Holmes tucked the glass back into his jacket as Huntley Bain strutted across his gleaming white floor. Marple felt queasy just looking at him. The pricey European cut suit, one size too small. The manicured nails, the Botoxed forehead, the air of superiority. For her, it was disgust at first sight. Bain poked a finger toward the trio. So, are you my goddamn miracle workers? By an earlier draw of straws, this was Marple's case to lead. She sucked in a breath, stepped forward, and extended her hand. Margaret Marple, she said, as Bain gave her hand an aggressive shake. These are my partners, Auguste Poe and Brendan Holmes. Bain's mouth curled into a cruel smile. You're the ones who took down that little slut in the mayor's office. Good for you. Never trusted her. Marple's stomach was turning. When it came to clients, she always tried to keep an open mind. But Huntley Bain offended her senses on every level. She could already feel him sapping her energy. But this was her case. She asked the first question. Why us, Mr. Bain? Because. The police are useless, said Bain. I called the mayor, and the mayor had someone reach out to you. Where were the items taken from, asked Holmes. Here, said Bain, right here, my apartment, this floor. Weren't you briefed? Where exactly, asked Bo. This way, said Bain, snorting with impatience. Pay attention. I'm only going through this once. Bain led the way down a wide inner gallery lined with meticulously framed etchings and prints. The hallway opened into a large library. The shelves were lined with books bound in color-coordinated spines. Marple doubted that any of them had ever been opened. When she looked across the room, she stopped mid-step. Uh, hold on, Mr. Bain, she said. I'm confused. There, sitting in front of her in a rectangular case, were a Shakespeare first folio and a Gutenberg Bible. She could tell because they were boldly labeled with engraved brass plates. You shouldn't be confused, said Bain. You should be convinced. Most people would be. Holmes stepped up to the case. He pulled out his magnifying glass again and leaned in close to the top of the case, examining the pages beneath. Decoy copies, he said, about as valuable as fake fruit. How can you tell? Asked Marple. Absence of watermarks in the Shakespeare, said Holmes. Facsimile illumination in the Gutenberg, not original. Not the most impressive copies I've seen, but solid work. Good enough to fool most crooks, said Bain. Most people see, said Holmes. 
but they do not observe. Well, this guy must have been very observant, said Bane. He wasn't fooled for a goddamn second. He went right for the good stuff. He waved the investigators toward an adjacent room, the size of a walk-in closet. Marple stood in the entryway as the others walked in. She was suddenly claustrophobic. Or maybe it was just an aversion to being in a tight space with Bane. The air inside the room felt totally dead.